Hey, I'm Michelle. And I'm Christy. And we're new moms in old bodies. If you're a new mom in your 30s or 40s, great news. You're trending. But the advice out there is so 2012. And we quickly learned that what works for those young 20-something moms and what works for us is completely different. I mean, think about how much you have changed in the last 15 or 20 years. Our minds, bodies, and spirits are so different. The advice that's focused on younger moms just doesn't quite fit what's happening with us. So we're here to talk about that. All of that. So if you're using eye cream with your diaper cream, then you're in the right place. Click subscribe to join the Old Moms Club podcast and come along this journey with us as we figure out what the heck we're doing as new moms in old bodies. old moms it's christy with the old moms club i am here with michelle today and we are back and ready to answer your questions as yes. from finally the q a episode is here <laughs> yes as last time we are here to answer all the big burning questions and we promise to be more fun than harry about it oh my gosh you know what i'm not gonna lie i'm having i'm in a little bit of a funk today just because I feel like I have kind of been lacking some of the things in my routine that bring me joy, like working out, showering, like <laughs> sleeping, like some of those basics. I really have not had those in my routine really for like the last week. And so I just feel like in a funk about it. And then my nail appointment, there's like a huge ice storm in Dallas and my nail salon that I'm going to um, said that if I cancel my appointment today, which mind you, there's like ice on the roads, they're going to charge me a cancellation fee. And I was like spiraling because <laughs> of this stupid, ridiculous, like first world problem. Right. And then I had to stop myself and be like, you know what, after reading spare, which Christy and I lovingly refer to as spare me. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta like reel in my inner Harry, you know, <laughs> like it's not that bad. I can pay a cancellation fee, right? It's who cares? The world will go on. So I am reeling in my inner Harry and channeling my energy toward gratitude, even though I don't really feel like it. <laughs> So what Michelle is saying is she is not going to make you listen to her wine for 15 and a half hours. You're welcome. <laughs> that's what spare me is. <laughs> and actually we've been talking about it and we're definitely going to do an episode where we recap the book. I have like an entire page of notes in my phone. And then we're also just going to talk about family dynamics just to tie it into this podcast theme but wow y'all if you have not read that book I actually recommend it just so you can be in the loop on what we're going to talk about on the podcast but get the audiobook version because just a warning like part two he has three parts to the book part two is all about like his military stuff and it's just not that interesting right and it's 
over a third of the book. So if it were me, I would probably just read part one and part three, because that's where all the juicy gossip is anyway. <laughs> that is 100% true. Like part one, you keep thinking something's going to happen. It doesn't. It just leads to part two. But then part three is really the stuff that you know about. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any like big things that surprised me about it, but there weren't really. I mean, outside of the whole, he tells his version of the stories and the way things happen and says, you know, we all sat down and we all agreed to this. And then everybody acted like they didn't know what he was talking about. Basically for every agreement that he's ever made in his entire lifetime, that's his story. They sat down, they agreed to it and nobody knew what they were talking about. Um, yeah. I feel like that does happen a lot in real life. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I, that was really like, there were just some instances of that, that I was like, yeah, I could see that would be bad. Um, but for the most part, it was just, you know, how hard it is to be royal. Oh, it's so hard to be rich and royal. I think the part that really kind of got me... <laughs> Well, the most recent part, because it was in part three, where he's talking about being 30 years old and his dad cut him off. And um, <laughs> yeah, says it's his job to pay for him. Yes, which technically it is, but also like, I don't know, wow. <laughs> like boohoo get over it like it's and so then you got a hundred million dollar Netflix deal so you know what I don't really feel bad for you it's right it's really and I feel like I'm an empath it was very hard for me to feel empathetic toward a book where he was basically like burning bridges with everyone in his entire immediate family when his complaint was that they treated the family more like a business than a family. Like that's literally what you just ex did exactly. So I don't know, but we're definitely gonna have a full episode on that because we have so much to say, it's crazy. But um, yeah, let's just get into the Q and A. What do you think? That sounds good. Do you have our first question? I do. Okay, so the first question is, <clears throat> what is your favorite toddler toy right now? What is your toddler toy right now? So, um, probably, <laughs> so she's a little makeup kit and it's my favorite. Like she loves it. When I get ready in the mornings, she is always trying to get in the drawer and the cabinets and do what I'm doing. And so she has her own now and she sits there next to me with her little kit out. And she has her little makeup. And I think we actually saw it the first time at your house. Uh, but it has little makeup brushes and everything. She puts on her, she rolls it all on her lips. It's all plastic. It's all fake. <laughs> but like she gets ready and it's hilarious. It's like one of the cutest things I've ever seen ever. That's so cute. Okay. Another thing that you're going to need. So Ava used to come to me with um, or come with me for my nail appointments. And she doesn't anymore just because it's too chaotic with a toddler. It was much easier with a baby. Um, but Melissa and Doug, the toy brand now has a nail kit, like a nail salon kit. And it even has the thing where you put your hand under the light 
and you can slide the thing on so it has a little blue light and she'll sit there with her hand under the little oh. blue light. it's the funniest thing so Ava does love that toy but I'm gonna say a toy that's not really a toy and it's because it has absolutely saved us lately we got one of those little Amazon um it's like an iPad thing for the car <laughs> so for those who are newish listeners um Ava basically screamed bloody murder the entire time in the car seat like to the point where she was almost throwing up every single time we left the house for over a year and it was to the point where we just didn't really go anywhere because it was so awful to hear her screaming so I mean it was just painful so we set up we gave in and we were like you know what we're just going to try this and see if this helps because <clears throat> everyone said get the convertible car seat you know so they're sitting upright instead of the infant we did that didn't help so then we um and we've done toys and books and everything but once we got that little ipad thing <laughs> It is, it has been a lifesaver. Like we can actually leave the house and go places without her having an absolute meltdown. So it, best parenting decision I've ever made was getting over the screen guilt and getting one of those for the car. <laughs> that is my, my personal favorite toddler toy right now. Um, okay, what is your favorite form of self-care? <laughs> wow. So we were talking about this just a minute ago. Um, what is self-care these days? It just looks very different, I think, once you're a mom. It does look very different. So favorite form, I would say too, um, I really look forward to our walks, um, which we haven't got to do lately because it's so miserable outside. Um, but in the better weather days, I love that. Just walking around our neighborhood, wandering around for a couple of miles. Um, I feel like that's so good just for all the things, mentally, physically, spiritually. And she likes it too. So mm -hmm. that's an added bonus. Um, I love walking. I obsessively walk. And the other one is the shower, um, which we were talking about um, earlier, like how long it's been <laughs> since you've had a shower. But I've made my shower like it's an all out experience now because I know it may be 30 seconds long or I may have a block of time where she's actually asleep, you know, where I get a longer stretch of time. But girl, my shower, I have fresh eucalyptus hanging in my shower now. I have the candles ready to go. And I will tell you, if you have the opportunity, that to me is like the best, easiest, fastest way to like turn it off and just calm down is I turn off the lights and light a candle. So yeah. I have the shower, the warm shower running with my eucalyptus and I light my little candle and it may be, like I said, 30 seconds or 30 minutes. Um, but my walks and my showers are my two biggest. What are yours? I think for me, I mean, I'm just someone, I feel like I need to get a good workout in, even if I don't sleep at all. Like I need a good workout for me to have mental clarity and the energy boost. Like it, I'm a different person when I get a good workout in, um, even if it's like a 15 minute workout, it makes a huge difference for me. <clears throat> the other thing is I started doing 
they're European manicures. And because um, for me, if I, if my nails are done, I feel like I'm put together, even if I haven't showered in days, <laughs> I still feel like I can like put my hair in a ponytail, baseball hat, put on a cute outfit and some lipstick and my nails are done. I feel better. And so, but, you know, honestly going every two weeks, number one, it's expensive. And number two, it's just so much time. And so I, um, these European manicures, it's almost like they push your cuticles back and they start the, it's like a gel base that they use and they start it underneath the cuticles. So as it grows out, like if you saw my nails right now, I don't know if you can see them on the camera. These are four and a half weeks grown out and they look amazing still. So if you can find somewhere that can do like the European style manicure in your city, it is worth every penny. And then it's cheaper too, because I'm only going, I schedule my appointments once every four weeks now. So, I mean, I love that. So that's my little self-care tip. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Okay. So what do you feed your toddler every day? What do I feed my toddler every day? She is stuck on berries right now. I mean, she's learned how to say berries and it's berries, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, berries, 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 berries. Um, that's the only thing that we eat really every single day. We've lucked out. She's not a really big fan of sweets. Um, she doesn't really want a lot of junk food. You know, she loves broccoli and strawberries. I mean, that's what we eat more than anything. That's awesome. Yeah. Ava is in a big, big berries phase too, blackberries to be exact. <laughs> um, but yeah, we eat a lot of berries and then very into like scrambled eggs in the morning. Oh, she loves and, eggs. That's yep. Scrambled eggs. And then we went to Costco and got like this enormous bag of frozen peas. And she will sit there and eat like, I kid you not, like an entire cup of peas just by itself. Yeah. So peas. we kind of rotate. Those are kind of like the three main staples right now. But I will say if you have a younger baby, I tried every single food service there was. And my absolute favorite was Little Spoon. Ava loved the flavors and um, the quality and the customer service was really good. I tried a couple others and they showed up like really basically like water and they didn't, they wouldn't replace it because I'm like, how do you feed your baby water? I don't, I don't know. Like it just, I wasn't impressed with some of the others, but Little Spoon got it right every single time. So if they're younger and they're still in that like puree phase, that's a really good option too. Um, <clears throat> okay, this one is interesting because I, I feel like we've both gotten this question quite a bit. <laughs> Why did you both decide not to have more kids? Because we've been very open about having one child and staying with that. <laughs> Um, I chose to not have more kids because I was so sick the whole time. I mean, I was asking about, you know, getting my tubes tied before I even had one. Um, so for me, it was a pretty easy decision because I 
can't be sick anymore, period. Because <laughs> you had hyperemesis the entire time, right? I had hyperemesis the entire time. Yes, I was hospitalized over 20 different times and then she was born early. So it wasn't even like, you know, 20 times over those 40 weeks, like, you know, oh, that's half the time. No, she was born early. <laughs> so it, it was most of the time. It was from the day I knew um, up until I had her. Literally, I was one of those people that was still throwing up during delivery. So wow. I would not experience that again, no matter what. And I know, you know, there's always people in the comments that say, well, it doesn't necessarily happen all the time. And I understand that, but it was my choice to not have any more because I do not want to have that experience again. And then you did end up having not a hysterectomy, um, your tubes tied. I did. Um, I had my tubes. I had her in September and I had my tubes tied in October. Um, so that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Michelle? Well, you know, when Matt and I first started dating, he has three adult children and I had no kids and he was in his fifties. And I was 37 when, um, when we were like having this conversation and I told him like, Hey, I just want to be able to, um, have the option of having a child. So I had kind of come to the point in my life where I was like, I think I had accepted the fact that I wasn't going to have kids, but you know, I still wanted the option. And so we agreed like, okay, you know, if we get married, then we will try for one. If it happens, wonderful. If it doesn't, okay, we'll still be okay with that. <clears throat> and then uh, we got married, tried to have a baby and got pregnant right away. So we were very, very lucky in that. And I think because we had always agreed on one, um, I just kind of went into the entire pregnancy, the entire experience, and through all of this early stages of motherhood being like, okay, this is the one and only time I'm ever going to experience it. So really trying to like cherish it, you know, I, I will say around 12, 13 months, um, when Ava was about that age, I did start to have like these feelings like, oh my gosh, maybe I want another one. Should I hurry up and do have another one right now? But you know, at this point I'm 40 and it does feel different. And, and Ava really does. Oh my gosh. I got to tell you, I actually had a dream the other night that I was nine months pregnant. <laughs> this is a little graphic, but I had a dream that like, for some reason, my mucus plug like shot out of me like a cannon and I went into labor with like crazy intense contractions and I like had this absolute nightmare that oh my gosh I'm having a baby right now and I have no things I'm just gonna have to Amazon everything to the hospital I don't even have a hospital bag like it was such a weird dream and I think it's because one of my friends is about to have a baby right now but um yeah so I I will say I've had moments here and there where I'm like, man, I, 
it's more for Ava than I think for myself. Like I would love for her to have a sibling that she's growing up with because her closest in age sibling is 26. Like that's completely, I mean, they're not growing up together, you know? So I do have like some feelings of like, wow, I would really love for her to have a sibling. Um, but at the same time, I really don't want to do it all over again. <laughs> like I'm loving the toddler phase. I feel like the recovery from postpartum was really challenging for me physically. And it was fine to do it once. And I really don't have a desire to do that again, you know? So I don't know who knows what the future holds in terms of like maybe adoption or foster care. I think that's something that is on our radar for when she's older. And then I won't feel like, okay, she's growing up alone. You know, I feel like she'll still have some level of like that sibling experience and maybe hopefully some of those bonds um, with another child or more children. Um, but in, but for like having one physically myself, I just feel like we're kind of old. <laughs> we're too old to be having babies, y'all. Yeah, I just physically, I don't want to. And we did when she was four months old, Matt Wayne got a vasectomy because that was a lot easier <laughs> for him to get a vasectomy than it was for me to get anything. So, um, so we did that instead. Yeah. So that's so, where we're at, y'all. I feel different about it every single day. But um, but luckily with like adoption and foster care, there are options. And the short answer is because we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired with one. So I feel like I really cannot imagine having another one right now. I, I know each baby is different. Ava is extraordinarily high maintenance. And so, um, yeah, that, that definitely prevents me from wanting another one right now. <laughs> My brother has three kids. I honestly don't know how they function on a day. I truly, I'm like, where is this village that everyone talks about? You know, like, aren't we supposed to be raising our babies in a village? I feel like it's very very challenging. Um, even with my parents living somewhat nearby, like within an hour away, it's still really hard. And I only have one. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is why y'all we are tired. <laughs> oh my gosh. But children are a blessing from God. And we are so happy that we have the ones that we have. <laughs> I don't change anything in the world. Yeah, same, same. I feel like, you know, my mom had a dream a, a handful of years before I had Ava. And she was like, you know, I had a dream and I just feel like you're going to have one child and it's going to be a girl. And when I told her it was a girl, she was, you know, when we got the results back, the gender results back, she was like, oh, I already know. Remember, I told you, you were going to have one girl. And I was like, yep. So I feel like that also gives me some level of peace because like moms just know things, right? Like she just like, knows. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, this is what's meant to be. Um, okay. And then the final question, at least for today, 
what is the best part of this season of motherhood and what is the hardest part of this season? Okay, so one thing for me, and they're the best things, I am so excited um, taking her to her little school now because they're learning things and it is so cute. She, we were like insanely blessed with the best teachers on the planet. Um, and it is a private school, but they make them do like prayer hands before they have lunch and then they make them up their lunch. And the teacher will, you know, send us pictures of them doing these things. They have a little circle time in the mornings. And this morning when I took her to her classroom, they were learning to like draw and color, you know, for the first time. So the teacher had the table covered in paper and she gave them little egg shaped crayons, their little hands could hold and try to, you know, scribble on paper with it. And I love watching her learn those things and do those things. Yeah, I know. I think so too. I think, you know, we're at such a sweet age, but then I also feel like I say that at every single age. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite age. It's so, it's so sweet and so wonderful. Just watching them grow is so cool. Um, plus I didn't know that I wasn't like a big baby person. I always thought that I was, and now I'm like, wow, no, I, older kids are so much more fun. <laughs> Yeah. And there can just are, there's so much more like personality and interaction and they're like exploring and they can do things on their own. And it's just so cool to like watch them grow and evolve into their own person. Um, so one of my favorite things that happened in this last week is, you know, it's very bizarre. It's almost like Ava took a nap on Saturday. And when she woke up from her nap, she could all of a sudden like say anything she wanted. And she was like putting all these words together. And we were leaving um, Matt's mom's house and she was like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then we got outside and she was like, I'm cold mama. I'm cold. I'm like, oh my gosh, she can just like say anything she wants to say. And, um, and so she walked over to me the next day and gave me a big hug. She goes, I, you, I, you, like, I love you. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then she walks over to Matt and he was sitting on the couch. So she like goes over and hugs his feet. She was like, I, I, you, I, you for, I love you. It was like one of those just melt your heart, cutest things. Oh my gosh. Like one of those I had to write in her baby book, you know? Um, and then I think on the same, kind of on the same note, uh, she's copying everything that we say. And so all of a sudden I have to be like way more mindful of every single reaction I have, every, like every single thing I say she picks up on. And that is somewhat terrifying. <laughs> it's like a mirror of all of the best parts of yourself and also the worst, you know? So an example of maybe something not so great, like my, I consider this like a major parenting fail on my part is she was getting like really, oh, it was when I was changing her diaper. She was getting really frustrated, right? Cause she's just in that phase where she hates having her diaper changed. So she like stiffens her entire body 
And she yells, I can't. And I was like, I can't, like, what is she talking about? And um, long story short, I was like racking my brain on where she came up with this because, you know, I like to think that we're pretty mindful of how, what we say, and we don't say I can't for anything really. Then it hit me that the thing that she was copying is that whenever, like, if we're having a really hard time getting her down to sleep, <laughs> if Matt, you know, will be in the other room watching basketball or something, and I've been trying to get her to sleep for hours and it's not happening, then I will take her into the other room and I will give her to Matt and I will just be like, oh my gosh, I can't. And I'll drop her off to Matt and I'll leave the room so I can take a minute, you know? And I realized that now, whenever she gets frustrated, that's what she says is I can't. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, that is like, I have to figure out some way to kind of like shift her mindset. So that's not what, so that's just not in her vocabulary. So thankfully she's only one. So I'll figure out a way to do it. I don't know. I need to do some Googling today, <laughs> but yeah, that is for sure, the hardest part of motherhood right now in this season. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you? communicating um, with the communication because Eden, it's like every oh. day she says another word, you know, and it's so fun to see like what she's going to say today. Uh, yesterday, her word was poop, but um, it's <laughs> that she knows what it is, you know, and she can say it. And, um, but it's just everything, apples, berries, poop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but the hardest part in this season, I would say for us, it's still sleep. I mean, yeah. what are you guys doing? How, where, where are people sleeping? I don't, I don't know anymore. You know, we, Ava still breastfeeds and so, and she feeds all night um, I'm like her food source and her pacifier. <laughs> and so we co-sleep. She still sleeps in, in bed with me. So, um, you know, the, honestly, that's like the only way that I get any sleep at all is because we don't even, she's never slept in her crib, not one single time. So we are actually planning um, sometime in the next week or two, we're going to move her toddler bed, crib, whatever it is, into our room and see if we can kind of start the process of transitioning her in into sleeping in there. And we'll kind of see what that looks like. I'm going to try and like get her to sleep in there or at least fall asleep in there maybe. Um, and then as she wakes up through the night, I'll bring her into the room and hopefully that'll happen less and less. I don't know. We, I don't know if that's considered a fail or a win, <laughs> but we just co-sleep and that's how we get sleep. <laughs> well, she'll, she'll be asleep hard and I can put her in her bed and she'll stay there for the first half of the night. And one night this week, she made it until probably four o'clock in the morning, which was the longest stretch of time that we made it. <clears throat> I am not complaining about that if we could do that every day, but it's usually you could set your watch by it. I'll put her to bed at seven at 10 o'clock. She's awake. And at 10 Oh four, 
she could be asleep again, or we could be in for an all night dance party. I mean, there's no way to tell which one it is. And I'm doing consistency. We're doing the routine, nothing changes. I've made sure her room is the right temperature. She has the sound machine. She has the nightlight. She has everything. She just doesn't like to sleep. She wants to dance. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Well, I actually reached out to someone. I think her Instagram is Hey Sleepy Baby. And she said that she would love to be a guest on our show. And she does a lot of, um, I don't even want to say sleep training, but like tips for creating like the sleep experience that works for you and your family. So we are definitely going to have her on sometime in the near future. And I'm so excited about that because I have a lot of questions to ask her because <laughs> I have no idea how to not co-sleep. <laughs> and on that note, we have a lot of very exciting things coming up the next few weeks. We have, um, hey, sleepy baby. Hopefully she's mm -hmm. going to be very soon. We're still talking about custody court. Uh, we have that in our next episode, y'all. Next and episode. And on Thursday morning, you will be able to catch us on WFAA, Good Morning, Texas. Yep. So we got a lot of cool things coming up. And if there's any topics that you would like to hear about, shoot us a, a DM on Instagram to um, Old Moms Club podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. That's our cue to go. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Old Moms Club Podcast and join our Old Moms Club Podcast page on Facebook.